Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Carrie. Well, good morning, church family. Thank you, as always, for your faithfulness to give and to believe God for what he is doing in our church. So glad to be with you this morning. I believe that God has a word uh, for some of you. I don't know what that word may be, uh, even as the offering is passing. It's okay. Welcome online. Uh, we love you online. So glad that you have tuned in today. Uh, to join us for what God wants to speak to your life, what he wants to release into your life, wherever it is that you're tuning in from, we know that God has something for you as well. So, man, I'm so glad to be with you today. I know it's, as Carrie said, it's a different Sunday morning than last week. Last week was so dreary and, and uh, rainy, and it's been like that for a while. But, man, the, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day. But I believe that God has something special for you. I, I'm, I'm praying that that you sense, I just, even during worship this morning, you know, we're going to talk about prayer today. If you haven't already figured that out, maybe you can't see the blocks from over there, but we're talking about prayer today. And if you haven't already uh, noticed, our worship to God, sometimes it actually feels like a prayer, right? Because our, our, as we pour our hearts out to God in worship, some of those things that we're singing unto the Lord are actually, we're requesting, we're, we're asking God to pour out his spirit to fill us again. The, so we've already been praying in this room. And we're going to talk about prayer today. I, I've been praying that God would release his kingdom on this church. I pray that God opens heaven over our church corporately. I pray that God opens heaven over your life, over your family, over your parenting, over your workplace. That you just sense, I've been, this is something that God's just kind of started me to pray recently, that, that, that you would sense an abundance of his grace in your life an abundance of his goodness, an abundance of his favor in every aspect of what you do, of who you are, and of what God has purposed in your heart to accomplish his will through you. Just an abundance. You know, we don't serve a God of scarcity. We serve a God of abundance. Can somebody say amen? So I'm believing God for an abundance of his outpouring of him to speak to you and of him to deliver his word to you. We've been in this series now for a couple of weeks called Foundations. Uh, I shared a, a week ago last week that the foundations of this church, if you've joined me with Coffee with the Pastor, some of you were there today, uh, the foundations of this church were laid 100 years ago when seven women began to pray for a move of God in Reading. And so we've been exploring what are the foundations of the church and simultaneously what are the foundations of our lives. And I believe that they're the same foundations, that the things that we build a church upon are the same things that we build our lives upon. So last Sunday, if you were here, we talked about the Bible or God's word as the first foundation of our lives. And then the second week uh, today is we're going to talk about prayer. Let me kind of frame some of this for you today and remind you that as we talk about these eight different foundations, none of what we cover, none of what I'll talk about in the morning on Sunday is meant to be exhaustive. You know, we're going to take one Sunday to talk about prayer. We took one Sunday to talk about the Word of God. There's no way that we can cover every nuance or, or facet of prayer in one Sunday. So it is very likely that you're sitting here thinking, oh man, I'm sure he'll talk about X, Y, and Z, and I may not talk about that. That's okay. Like, don't think that we don't know that. There's just so, there's so much to cover. You could do eight weeks on prayer. Today is meant to be foundational. My heart, you know, for those of you who are veteran believers, that this will be review and encourage you and edify you in your faith. And for the, the many of you who are probably new today, this would be foundational, that we're laying a foundation in your life on which you can build a lifetime of serving Christ and following his lordship in your life. That's my heart. And then all eight of these will together harmonize to produce and create a foundation on which you can stand. One that's stable, one that's secure, and one that never changes. That's our heart. If you weren't here last week, we handed a couple things out. Uh, everybody that walked in last Sunday got a journal. Uh, how many brought it today? Get extra credit if you brought it today. Raise it. Come on. If you brought your journal, take it out to the journal police in the atrium, and they have an extra credit star for you just for bringing your journal today. Obviously, that doesn't exist, but... Um, Man, I'm so glad, you know, God is going to speak to you today. Write some things down. If you didn't get one of these last Sunday, uh, stop by the invest and invite table on your way out. We'd love for you to have one. Uh, we can all join together in, in writing down the things that God reveals. Inside that journal is a reading plan. I, I selected a couple of 
different readings for you to have five different readings each week in this series. So the readings this week in the blue card uh, all relate to prayer. So we could all be reading together and growing together in this church in the same heart, in the same mind, in unity. So if you don't have one of these, stop by that table in the, near the door and pick that up. Uh, for families, if you're a parent in the room, uh, last Sunday we let you know about the, the faith topics box. There's one per household. Uh, there are topic and conversational cards for all of your age, children, preschool, elementary, preteen, and middle school, high school. They are, they are color-coded, and the topics and conversation prompts on these cards also mirror the topics and themes that we'll teach about on Sunday morning. Your kids, regardless of their age, are hearing about the same thing that we are learning about together in the worship center. Isn't that awesome, church? I love that. I love the synergy and the unity. And so when you get your kids after church today, ask them what they learned about prayer today. You can hold your kids accountable. Make sure they're listening in church and see what they retain and remember because they're learning about the topic of prayer. For over two years now, I've been the lead pastor for two and a half years, and I've been believing God. I've been praying this way probably for three or four years. I've been, this is language I've been using. I didn't coin this language. I didn't make it up. I didn't start it. But I've been praying at GT for a move of God for over three years. I've been believing God for a move of his spirit, for an awakening of God's people at this church for over three years, right? And many of you hopefully have adopted that language. I say it all the time from this platform, hoping that some of you are adopting that language in your own prayer life for your life and for our church together. We want to be praying together for a move of God. But I, I, I want to re- remind you that that prayer didn't start with me. It started 100 years ago in Reading. It started 1,000 years ago with other believers somewhere else in the world. But in Reading, for GT Church, it started 100 years ago when seven women gathered in a home on Schuylkill Avenue in Reading and believed for a move of God. They started to seek the Lord. They said, we see what's happening across America in this move of Pentecost And we want to see that happen right here in our town of Reading, Pennsylvania. And God heard their prayer and God sent a move. And we are sitting in this sacrifice and the foundation of their prayer 100 years ago, church. Four years later in 1927, GT Church, Glad Tidings Tabernacle became incorporated as a body of believers and a church. So in four years from now, we're going to have a big anniversary, 100 years. We're going to celebrate that. But the origin story The foundations of this church started 100 years ago, and it started with a foundation of prayer. And that's what we're going to talk about today, if you haven't figured that out. So grab a Bible, if you brought one. We're going to be kind of in a couple different places today in the scripture, but I I think that these first two uh, foundations, the Word of God and prayer, I see them as working in perfect harmony with one another. You need the word for prayer and you need the prayer for word, the word. Like they just work together in a harmony that I think are so essential for every believer, every follower of Christ to have working in their lives. And part of the move of God that I have been believing for, I shared this in January. Some of you are newer since then and you weren't here in January. But in January, I kind of set forth before the church some of the things I'm believing God for. And one of those things I said, I'm believing you God for a thousand decisions for Christ. In 2023, I'm believing God for a thousand decisions for Jesus Christ. Can we boast in the Lord for a minute together? So far this year, 613 people have chosen Jesus as Lord and Savior. I believe God is moving in our church. And that is not to boast in me or our staff. We're boasting in the Lord, church. We're boasting in what God is doing when his people avail themselves to him. When we say, God, we surrender to your lordship, we yield to you, God, you do whatever you need to do to use us to move in this county and around the world, and I believe God's doing it. And so I want to celebrate that with you today. Here is where I want to start. So in the psalm, Psalm 141, the psalmist writes this. He said, may my prayer be set before you like incense. The psalmist uses this beautiful picture, this word picture, a metaphor that our prayers are like incense before the Lord. If you've ever burned incense, it's a very slowly burning wick that just radiates this like this fragrance that kind of fills the room and emanates upward. And the psalmist said, our prayers 
are like incense before the Lord. Every time you pray, it rises up before our God in heaven like incense before him. Martin Luther noted this. Uh, I'm going to borrow a couple of Martin Luther's statements today. I love this one. He said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be human without breathing. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer is absolutely foundational to the life of faith. It's foundational to our lives individually, and I believe it's foundational to the life of the church corporately. And I'll talk about something that I want to just cast vision for at the end of this message. There are four things I want to share with you. Again, there are probably 40 things that could be said about prayer today. I want to say just four of those things in our time together this morning. The first one is this. For all of those who were studious and brought your journal to church, you can write the first one down in your journal. If you don't have that, uh, open the, the church app on your phone. We, we create message notes every Sunday. You can track with that on your phone. We will then, you, you, you submit it, it will come to you in an email. You have an electronic version of what you wrote down from the message today. So the first one is this. Prayer is the substance of our connection with our creator. Prayer is the very substance of our connection with our creator. I want to remind you, many of you are veteran believers here. You know this already, but I'm edifying you today. We need to be reminded to think in terms of relationship with our father in heaven. You know, many people, when they, they think of God, they're far from God, or they, they come to faith in Jesus, and they're brand new to this journey of faith. They might have a picture in their mind of some far off God in some distant galaxy that occasionally I can have a connection with him. Can I remind us this morning that God has invited every single one of us into a personal relationship with himself. And prayer is the primary mechanism by which we connect to the God of the universe. Jesus implied this. He assumes this in the word. In Matthew chapter 5, we read the words of Jesus He said these words in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. He said, and when you pray, he didn't even like try to persuade us to pray. He assumes it. This is an assumed foundation of the life of a believer. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand praying in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Jesus said, when you pray, you're not praying to gather the attention of men. You're praying because you have the attention of your Father. Right? We don't pray. You know, some people pray big prayers, and some people are gifted to pray eloquent prayers. God doesn't require any of that from you. All he requires is a willing heart to commune with the Father. Prayer is your connection to God. It's how we commune with the Creator. And we don't pray in in some ostentatious way so that we can somehow attract the attention of people. We pray because we already have the attention of our Father in heaven. So Jesus goes on. Truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus says when we pray, when we go, we go into our closet, we have private time. Why? Because we're in relationship with the God of the universe. And I believe this, you know, I, you know every one of us wants to be in a growing relationship with God, right? The, the two primary ways that we grow in our relationship with God are right here. I believe the word of God, when you spend time every day Let me remind you, that's the invitation God gives you to open his word on a daily basis, Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is living and active. God invites you to open his word to you every single day. When you spend time in his word and when you spend time in prayer, you are growing in your relationship with God. Friend, the same way that you grow in a human relationship is the same way that you grow in your heavenly relationship. You have friends, you have family members, coworkers. You spend time with them, you, you know, in conversation. When you 
spend time with God in his word and in prayer, you're in conversation with God. In the same way that we grow in human relationship, we grow in heavenly relationship with our Father in heaven. So number one, prayer is the substance of our connection with our creator. Number two, prayer is the primary way in which we hear from God. Now, I don't have to have you raise your hands this morning. There are many of you in this room, many of you listening online today who are trying to hear God's voice. You're waiting on God for direction in your life, for an answer to prayer, for something supernatural to happen in your life. You are waiting to hear from God. I believe that prayer is the primary avenue by which we hear from him. Notice I didn't say it's the only avenue. In fact, we did a sermon series probably a year ago called Hearing God. I, I preached right from the stage on 10 different ways we hear the voice of God. I want to say to you this morning, I believe there are a lot of ways that God can speak to his children. God is not limited by only one method of speaking to us, right? God is not limited by space and time. He can speak to you online. He can speak to you in this room. But I do believe that prayer is a primary way that we hear the voice of God. Here are a couple of things that happen when you pray. Prayer has a way of aligning our heart with the heart of God. Prayer has a way of aligning your heart with God's heart. Why is that important? It's important because you and I should care about the things that God cares about. You and I are, are often burdened by the cares of this life, and that's not wrong. Like, the burdens of your life are also the burdens that God cares about your life. We carry many burdens. We are concerned about our circumstances, about the, the relationships we have. We're concerned about many things. Can I remind you that God also cares about those things in your life? That God sees you. He sees every single detail of your life today. He knows every burden you carry. He knows every concern of your heart. And he cares for you. The Bible says, Jesus said, not even one sparrow falls from heaven without the vision and knowledge of God our Father. If God cares for the sparrow, how much more does he care for you? But when we pray... We align our hearts with God's heart. When we pray, it has a way of aligning our values with God's values. Some of you are new to faith. We've had 600 people enter into a relationship with God this year. You're new to this Christian journey. And some of you still have some values from the world that need to be aligned with the values of our faith. And when we pray... It has a way of aligning our values with the values of the kingdom and of the king. And you and I need to adopt the values of the king and his kingdom and not live by the values of this kingdom. Can I get an amen in this room? The other thing that happens when we hear the voice of God is that it helps you become more acquainted with the voice of God. I said a moment ago that many of us in this room are, are longing to hear God's voice about a certain matter or issue or situation in our lives. And I want to tell you today that the more time that you spend in his word and the more time that you spend in prayer, the more readily you will recognize the voice of God. You will become more attuned with the voice of God and the heart of God, and it becomes easier to discern and distinguish God's voice from all the others in this world. How many need to hear God's voice, right? Like, how do I do that? How do I know? Like, how can I discern by spending time with God? Spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Again, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna borrow from human relationships to illustrate this. You know, my wife and I, Kate and I, are married for over 23 years now. I have heard Kate talk many a time, right? I've been listening to her voice for 23 years. I got to make sure I say that right because that could come out wrong in so many ways, right? If I said I've been listening to her voice for 23 years, like that could come out wrong, okay? Please know it comes from a right heart, okay? But, I, but I've been in conversation with Kate for 23 years, I am well acquainted with her voice. I've heard her tell stories. We've had conversation. 
I've heard her teaching classes like I've been around her voice in many different environments for many years. 23 years, I've heard her voice. Now, if you think somebody gave me a recording of 10,000 different women saying just one word, do you think I could pick up her voice? 100%. You could give me 10,000 different female recordings of just hello, and I guarantee you I could recognize my, my wife's voice above all the others. Why? Because I've got time in that relationship. The same is true, again, the same thing, things that are true in our human relationships are true with our heavenly relationship. The more time you have borrowing and hearing the heart of God in his word, and the more time you have hearing the heart of God in prayer, the more easily you begin to recognize and discern the voice of God. For what? For direction, for wisdom, for decision-making, for relationships. You start to more easily recognize God's voice above all the others. Not only in prayer do we we establish our connection with God, but we also hear from God. The third thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is this. Prayer is the avenue by which we receive from God. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to be overly narrow in this message. I know there are a lot of ways that God blesses us and gives to his children. God is a, a generous, loving Heavenly Father who loves to give good gifts to his children. Can somebody say amen in this house? God loves to bless his children. If you, this is a side note, I'm not sure if this is for anybody, but if you feel like God is withholding blessing from you, perhaps there's a reason for that. Our Father is our Father in heaven, and there are times where God would hold back something as a means of disciplining us. Don't receive that word if it's not for you, but if it's for you, take heed. Just as I'm a dad to three children, if, and, and I love to bless my kids, I love to give my kids good things. But if my kids are disobeying my voice, I can't bless that. Your Father in heaven is the same way. Again, if that's not for you, then you don't receive that word. But if that is a word for you, then, then listen to the voice of God today. Maybe he's not able to bless you because you're not positioning yourself in a way that you can be blessed right now. So, we receive from God in prayer. Martin Luther, I'm going to borrow another one of his statements. He said this, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of his willingness. I don't think anybody understood what I said, so I'm going to say it again. Okay, listen. Prayer is not, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of his willingness. I believe you have a willing Father in heaven. What do we receive in prayer? A couple things. Number one, through prayer, we receive change. We receive first change in ourselves. We receive change in our circumstances. And I believe that we receive change in our world. We're going to pray for a team heading out on a missions trip in a few moments in this service. And we're believing that our prayers are powerful and effective to tear down strongholds and to see the work of God advanced across the street and across the globe. We believe that our prayers are effective to bring change in our lives and in the world. The second thing we receive in prayer is that we receive the peace of God. Every single one of us under the sound of my voice needs the peace of God. We need it when when it's sunny and 70 like today, we need it when it's cloudy and raining in our lives. We need the peace of God every day. And, and if you haven't yet marked Philippians chapter four in your Bible, if you haven't yet memorized this verse, can I exhort you lovingly as your pastor to beg you to memorize this verse. We said last week, write God's word in our heart. Philippians chapter four, verse six, it says, be anxious for nothing. If I say those words with me. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, and with thanksgiving, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When you are anxious, church, present your requests to God with thanksgiving and the peace of God will come rushing in. Part of the reason I think that we're sometimes 
anxious or we're, 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 we're burdened by this world is because we're still carrying our burdens and not turning them over to God. Paul invites us in Philippians chapter four to turn over our burdens to God, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It's like God invites us to this great exchange. We give God our burdens and he releases his peace in our lives. We give God our concerns and he releases his peace in our lives. We, return, we give God our cares and our worries and God releases his peace into our lives. That's not Scott Kramer, that's Paul the Apostle under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The other thing we receive is mercy and grace. In, in Hebrews chapter four, we don't always, we don't, we're not certain of the author of Hebrews, but he wrote this. He said, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. I'm just gonna, I gotta pause there for a second. There are too many people that when they pray, they, they, they have the wrong posture. They, they pray fearful. They pray with trepidation, with trembling. They're, they're afraid. They're not sure if God will receive them. They're not sure that God's ready to zap them. They, they have this like hesitation. And they're not sure, like, oh, I don't know, like, he's the God of the universe. Can I remind you that God is for you today, church? God is not against you. Well, let me qualify that, okay, because James says God opposes the proud. <laughs> so if you are walking with a prideful spirit and a prideful heart, the Bible says God is against you. Come on, somebody, right? But gives grace to the humble, right? God, humble me, God. I want to be humble before you because you give grace to the humble, but resist the proud. But Hebrews in chapter 4, verse 16, it says, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, with an assurance what that God hears us and that God cares. When you pray, church, when you pray, you can go to the God of this universe with an assurance that he has an ear bent towards earth. And his ear is not just inclined towards earth, but it's inclined towards you. And he loves you with an everlasting, unconditional love. And the God of the universe cares deeply for your situation. And he invites you to come to the throne of grace with confidence. Why? And what will happen then? That I receive mercy and grace in my time of need. When I bring my request, when I present my request to God in prayer, through supplication and thanksgiving, I come boldly with confidence and assurance that the God of the universe hears me. He will release peace, mercy, and grace in abundance into my life. Come on, church. That is good news, right? That is why prayer is a foundation in our lives. Prayer is our connection to God. Through prayer, we hear from God. Through prayer, we receive from God. And the last one is this, if you're taking notes. Prayer is the foundation by which we bring about God's kingdom on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? We know that refrain. Jesus talked about this. I'm sorry, I already read the words of Jesus. In, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, I'm not going to have time to, to unpack the whole story, but... Peter and John were in prison for preaching the gospel and preaching in the name of Jesus. And then the, the disciples pray. They get released, you know, on their own recognizance. They're not, they're not happy with these men, but they're, they're warned. They're, they, they're, they're given this warning when they're released. You're not to preach in the name of Jesus any longer. Read the whole chapter, Acts chapter 4, on your own time. But they, they, the authorities say, you can go about your way, but you're not allowed to preach in the name of Jesus any longer. Now look at the prayer of these apostles. They're praying these words. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in the city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. So they're, they're, they're talking to God. They're having a conversation with God. And Luke, in, in the book of Acts, gives us this conversation. They're praying these words. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. So Peter and John are praying. They're saying, God, this didn't take you by surprise that Jesus was crucified. This was actually the will of God that Christ died on the cross as a payment for our sin. 
And now they pray this. They said, now, Lord, consider their threats. Some of you are being persecuted right now because of your faith. Some of you need to borrow the words of Peter and John and return them to your creator and say, God, consider their threats. I'm being threatened right now. I'm being persecuted for my faith in Christ. Borrow this prayer when you pray at home. And they say, now consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. It's interesting. They don't say, God, will you keep us safe? Now, again, we pray for safety. That you, it's not wrong to pray that God keeps us safe. We're going to pray for God's protection over this team in a few minutes. But their prayer was, God, enable us to continue to preach in the name of Jesus with great boldness. They said this, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Notice they don't retreat. They don't back down from using the name of Jesus. They said, God, will you stretch forth your hand and will you perform signs and wonders in the name of your servant, Jesus? Now, Luke tells us, he narrates, he says what happens after they prayed. Luke said, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Church, when we pray, we open a conduit of God to move on this earth. We make room for God to release his kingdom on planet earth. And this church needs a praying people. And the church needs people that pray. Not just as this church, but the people of God all around the world, missionaries require and depend on our prayers. The move of God, the kingdom of God will go forth as God's people pray and believe for his kingdom to be released. Jerry Falwell said this, Jerry Falwell Sr. said this many years ago. He said, nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. Nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. One more, and then I want to cast vision for something here. Oswald Chambers, who many of you might know that name, I believe he authored Experiencing God. Is that right? Somebody Google that. I think that's the right one. Yeah, Experiencing God. Um, My utmost for his highest, that's what it was. It's a classic, my utmost for his highest. He said this. He said, prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Though it does, prayer fits us for God's work. But, but to, to create the poignancy of this statement, he says, prayer doesn't fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. We have prayer opportunities in this church. Our staff, our, our GT staff prays in this room every Tuesday morning from 11 to 12. We walk the room. We just believe God. We're believing for a move of God. We pray across these seats for every person that's going to sit here on a Sunday. We have people that come in here at 6 a.m. on, a, on a, a weekday morning, Monday through Thursday, I believe, and they pray, small group of people. We have our mission team has been praying on Tuesday nights, the first Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m., we're going to gather and pray. I've, I'm gonna, I, I want a fresh priority in my own life on prayer. And I've put it in my calendar. I've come occasionally, but I've put it in my calendar. Every first Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m. in this room, we're going to gather for prayer. No agenda except to seek the face of God and to believe for a move of God in our church and around the world. God may have an agenda that forms, but right now, just come and pray. Join us this Tuesday, 6 o'clock, right here. All are welcome to come and to seek the face of God and to walk this room, to pray at the altar, whatever the Lord leads you to do. We're going to seek God. We're going to pray for about an hour, hour and a half and just believe God for his move in our church. All of this talk and prayer, it's all great, but one caveat. It's all meaningless if you haven't yet taken your very first step to begin and establish your connection with God. Maybe you're here today and you've, this, this all sounds good. Somebody brought me to church. I'm not sure. Like, you're, y'all are a little bit weird. You raise your hands when you sing. You're a little bit too energetic for me. That's okay. Like, someday maybe you'll be with us in that. But until you establish a connection, it's like making a phone call. Until you pick up the phone and establish a connection, there's no conversation happening. 
Friend, if you're in this room and you haven't yet established connection, meaning you haven't yet taken your very first step to admit that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, to give your life to Jesus, to place your faith in Christ as the Lord of your life, as the eternal Son of God who died on a cross as a payment for your sin and my sin. Your very first step today is to pray a prayer to make Jesus your Lord. And I'm going to ask you, listen, we, we, I often have you bow your heads, close your eyes, but I'm going to ask you, would you just stand today in full view? No, 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 no. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. That didn't go right. Okay. If, you, if you're here today and you want to make that decision to begin your connection with God, establish a connection and give your life to Jesus for the very first time, I want you to stand. Just like they all stood, I want you to stand. Nobody's going to embarrass you. We're going to celebrate you because this is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Just stand to your feet. Yeah, come on. Anybody else, they want to stand. Say, you know what, today, Scott, stay standing, stay standing. Anybody else want to join them? Come on, praise the Lord. Anybody else say, you know what, I want to establish a connection with God. Praise the Lord, come on. Praise God. I see you all the way up in the top row. Stay standing. Praise the Lord. Come on. Woo! Listen, while you're standing, stand on your feet. There are people standing all over this room. Our, our ushers are going to put some information in your hand. There's just, it's a bag with some information. There's a book in there that helps you on this new journey. There's a card in there. We'd love for you to fill that out and let us know that you made this decision. But I'm going to pray with you today. We are talking about prayer today. So we're going to pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. Just a simple prayer to give you the words to say to God to begin and take your very first step with Jesus. So everybody in this room is going to pray these words with me. Pray this word. Close your eyes. Pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to do what only you can do. On this Sunday morning, I give my life to Jesus Christ to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I confess my sin and receive his forgiveness. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen. Church, can we celebrate them today? Come on. Praise God. Come on. God is moving. Come on. Again, friends, those of you who stood, there's a book in there called uh, First Steps. It helps you now take this journey, begin the journey with Jesus. There's a card in there. We would love if you would fill that out. Drop it off at the hub on your way out today. It would be a great blessing to us if you would do that. That would be, mean so much to us that we could follow up with you. At this time, I'm going to invite some friends to the stage. Uh, Dennis and Jenny Duncan are going to join me on the stage. We're not done yet. Dennis and Jenny Duncan have been our missionaries to Turkey for over nine years now. Come on. <laughs> this couple has some energy. Come on. And they're going to give you a little update on what God is doing in Turkey. And then we are commissioning a team to go to Turkey. They leave this Wednesday morning. So after they give an update, we're going to pray over our team on this stage in just a few minutes. So go ahead, Dennis. Give All us right. an update. Thanks, Pastor Scott. Thanks to GT Church and your support. We couldn't do the work we're doing without partnership. Yeah. And that's what this is. Jay and I served for 30 years as urban church planters and Jenny is a professor at University of Valley Forge yeah. before God tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you move overseas? Wow. And he called us in our 50s Come on. to the nation of Turkey. Can anybody say, wow? Come on, it's amazing. <laughs> We're representing the Project 42. Also, a little later, an offering will be taken. Project 42 supports the unreached nations of the world, which is less than 2%. Christian. Mm -hmm. Well, Turkey is 85 million, mostly all Muslims, with only one out of every 10,000 Turk wow. a follower of Jesus Christ. Wow. That's 0.001%. So your support is so desperately needed. 
to help reach the Turks for Jesus. So we are called in our 50s and I wasn't trained how to reach Muslims. I wasn't trained how to live in a Muslim context. And so we need the Holy Spirit, we need prayer, amen? (laughs) But the next photo over here is gonna show you our city. This is where we live in Antalya, Turkey. This is right on the Mediterranean coast, a city of over two million, two million people, the fastest growing city in Turkey and Europe. We live right there, that we, our house is in that picture. And, uh, but we're praying, God, how do we reach these people for the Lord? Well, the Lord has opened up a channel for us through English. So we're actually having English clubs, English socials, and we found this app to advertise our group. And guess what? 3,000 people have signed up for our group. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh my word. That's a big, that's a, that's a big group, that's uh, a small group. Look at, we're gonna scroll through some pictures real quick and you're just gonna see some pictures of a hike. You're gonna see some pictures of, of us climbing a mountain. You're gonna see us rafting. You're gonna see us sitting around a dinner table with people, a breakfast. You're gonna see us in a cafe reaching out to people. And all this time, we're just building a relationship and we're sharing authentically, we love God. We love Jesus. Mm -hmm. God is important in our life. And through this opportunity, we invite people to study God's word with us. I just wanna share one little testimony with you. So we're doing this and this one young man, he's in a photo coming up here. God gets a hold of his heart and he's enthralled with us and we invite him to our Bible study. And in his first Bible study goes, oh, I gotta tell you though, uh, I'm not Muslim, I'm an atheist. Well, this is common in the Middle East. Many of our young, the people that are pushing against Islam, they don't really wanna associate Mm. with religion, but there's no alternative. They don't know what it is to be Christian. Nobody's taught them anything about Christians, so they choose to be atheists. So this young man in this picture here, standing at the Mediterranean Sea, on his 20th birthday, something happened. He's at the beach and he's depressed because his parents didn't say happy birthday. Nobody baked him a cake. Nobody remembered his birthday. He's 20, turning 20 and nobody celebrated with him. So he's at the beach planning to get drunk. But all of a sudden, as he's sitting there, he said to us, I felt something or someone sit down next to me, a presence. And I felt these words spoken to my heart. You're not alone. Mm, come on. He comes back to our house and he goes, do you think that was God? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know that was God. Amen. God loves yeah. you. He created you. He has a plan for your life. Come on. Well, a few months later, Ilhan accepts Jesus Christ as the Lord of his life. And this is his baptism photo. Amen. Come on. People are coming to the Lord. And so we just wanna share just one more photo, the next photo, what God has done. So we have to build the church. We're making disciples, we're baptizing people, we have to form the church. And this building was just built by another worker and and, uh, uh, another organization, but through a series of dreams, the Holy Spirit led us to this building, led us to this partnership. And this is a cultural center, actually, that's gonna house a coffee house, a a workout gym, offices, but also an auditorium for a Turkish church, a Russian church, a Farsi-speaking church, and an English-speaking church (laughs) for the glory of God, amen? So we're our, our next, we're going back in January. We've signed up for four more years. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we're gonna be working out of this facility. We, we treasure your prayers and support. Jenny's gonna tell you how you can pray. Three weeks ago, I had a vision. I was in a church like this, and I saw as we worshiped, I saw the presence of Jesus. And he was so glorious. He was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he was vibrant white and glorious. And he was standing there and we were worshiping. And then all of a sudden he stepped, he kept standing there, but then he reached down. He was standing and reaching. And he went down and he grabbed people and he was holding them. And he was picking up dirty, uh, broken people. His, his war- robes were getting dirty. And, and he was in with people with, with guilt and shame and dirt. And he's just picking them up. God was standing and God was stooping. The presence of Jesus was being glorified as the King, King Jesus and Savior Jesus. This is the gospel. Yeah. This is what God Almighty does every single day. He reaches down to pull people towards him. Yeah. 
And when you pray, this worshiping of Jesus becomes this Mm. gathering. That's what GT is known for. You worship and you reach. And I will never be the same after that vision. I saw it. I was one of those down there. My children was one of those down there. Ilhan was one of those down there. Zeynep was down there. People are coming to Jesus. Your prayers for missionaries, it's what keeps us on the field. We fight a battle on the field. Mm -hmm. And you have kept us there by praying for missionaries. And you are sending people. They deserve to hear the beautiful news that has set us free. Yeah, come on. God bless you so much. All right, so let's, let's have that team that we're sending come to the stage right now. Come on, Team Turkey, let's go. Turkey team, Team Turkey, however you prefer to be identified. We need you on the stage. I know, right? And it's really kind of a unique opportunity because typically I, I, I treasure the opportunity to commission a team in prayer. I, I love that privilege as a lead pastor to do that. But we have Turkish missionaries here to pray over our team Turkey that's going to Turkey. So we're gonna have Jenny pray over this team today, but I want you to stand and extend a hand to this team and just pray with us for God's anointing, for his favor, for his strength and for effective and fruitful ministry over this team today. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we worship you. We worship you that you put your hand upon these people's lives and they've said yes to going on an adventure that will change their lives. And God, that you have given them the anointing that is in in each one of them to do the work that you've called them to do. We just release the spirit of God to break walls of injustice, to break deception in Jesus' name, to break despondency and depression in the name of Jesus. God, use their testimony, use their lives, use their hands to serve, use their feet to go the places that you want them to do. God, we thank you that their eyes will be on point, that they will see and work towards the things that you want done in Turkey by sending them. We pray a safety around them, but we pray an an, an uninhabitive anointing, God, that'll just move them to do the work that you've called them to do. We're so grateful that GT and these people representing Christ will be powerful and effective because of your spirit and what you've called them to do. I pray a blessing upon them and the missionaries that they'll be working with who need such a touch, such a touch because they've been giving so much in this earthquake situation in Turkey. So we bless them, God. Oh, may a wind and a freshness come to them, God, as this team comes and and is with them and we bless them in the name of the father the son and the spirit of god in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. come on church yes amen. you guys may be seated return to your seats i hope that you will you can be seated too you guys can all be seated we're almost done here today um just one more matter of business but um i hope that you will go visit with dennis and jenny uh out by the missions hub Just like last Sunday, we had Kevin and Mariah here. I hope that you will make this couple feel welcomed and loved by one of their supporting churches. We love this couple. Uh, You see the energy of the Holy Spirit in them. Uh, They are effective what they do. So make sure when you leave, just stop out, say hello, and and bless them on your way out. But we are going to receive an offering today, as it was referred to a minute ago. Um, We have, a couple years ago, uh, Pastor Maritza went to a conference about Project 42. You've heard us talk about it over the last year and a half or so, but Project 42 is a new initiative in the Assemblies of God, which we're a part of, to, to, pay, to, to pay more attention to the 42% of the world's population that doesn't have access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 42% of this globe, 42% of the 8 billion people on earth have little or no access to the gospel. Like they referenced a minute ago, in Turkey, one in 10,000 people are believers. That's very common in what they call the 1040 window. In fact, go to the, the next slide and just leave, leave it up there. It's kind of dark, but look on the side screens, you'll see it better. This, that red space represents what they call the 1040 window. 
And inside that window is a large number of that 42% of the world's population that has no access to Bibles, to churches, to missionaries, to the gospel, or even have a Christian living near them. And the Assemblies of God, through Project 42, decided we need to change the map. We need to do something about that. This is what, what really bothered me, and we're going to receive an offering in just a second. What bothered me the most when I heard this is that less than 1%, less than 1% of American missionary resources are devoted to the 42% of the world that doesn't know Jesus. Less than 1% of funding and of missionaries are prioritizing whatever that is, 3 billion people on planet Earth. Less than 1%. And in concert with, with our fellowship, the Assemblies of God, we want to make a difference in that. We want to start to prioritize resources and missionaries and supporting missionaries that are, are devoted and going to that 42% of the world. And we want to receive an offering today as a way of kind of raising the bar a little bit and, and sending more funding to plant churches, to reach people, to support missionaries like Dennis and Jenny, who are reaching the unreached in our world. So we're going to pray. And I want to ask you just to, again, prayer allows us to begin to care about what God cares about. And I don't think I have to convince you that God cares deeply about those 42%. So I hope that you'll give whatever the Lord leads you to give today in this offering. All of it is going to go to Project 42 to support ministry to the unreached. Let's pray. Father, today... So grateful, God, for your presence in this room. We, we, God, in this church are grateful for a move of God that we feel, God. It is tangible at GT. We see you moving. We see new life in this church. We see people responding like they did today to the good news of Jesus Christ. But God, we want to have our hearts bent also towards what bends your heart. And God, there are 42% of this world's population that has no adequate witness or access to the message of hope in Jesus Christ. And God, we want to make a difference. So God, as we give in this offering, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would literally multiply this offering. Multiply it to be useful in your hand, to reach those unreached people groups, to see missionaries supported, to see churches planted, and to see the gospel planted where it doesn't yet exist. God, I pray you bless this offering and bless every person who gives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, thank you for your giving. If you're not prepared to give, many of you may not be, you can give online. Uh, go to our website, drop down menu. Project 42 is a, a way you can give. Or if you give mobily on your phone, use the keyword project and you can give as well that way. Thank you so much, church, for your faithfulness to give.